the thing that comes from doing the content is you get all these opportunities coming your way. Like I've had Olympic swimmers, I've had professional triathletes come to me, um, you're asking for advice and to work with them and you get the podcasting opportunities. So like that one thing underlying is just being a publisher, just publishing content, being an expert and just being consistent with it. And I think that honesty, like truth and honesty about maybe what they can expect from say building a business or swimming, like it's not going to happen overnight. And I think, you know, then you resonate with the right people and attract the right people. This is James Schramko. James Schramko here. This is episode 925. Got a very special guest today, Brenton Ford from Effortless Swimming. Welcome to the call. Hey, James. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you say back. Um, you have been on the show before. I, I'd say you're a regular. Now this is your second appearance that we can find. The last time you were on the show was quite some time ago. We just looked it up. It was episode 116 in uh, 2012. So that makes it 10 years since you're on this show last. So uh, yeah, what's been happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, uh, to summarize the, uh, the last 10 years in, uh, in a sentence, it's all going well. I think that's probably when I first started, you know, working or not long after I probably started working with you 10 years ago. It's gone quick, but also, you know, slow in, in some ways, like just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just so glad I, I met you uh, probably 11, 12 years ago and um, sort of gone this journey together. Yeah, I think maybe you'd possibly been in there a year or two by then. You know, just what I find interesting, you are actually the longest current member of Silver Circle. So you have been in that program for more than a decade. So firstly, a huge thank you from me to you for saying I really appreciate that long-term uh, <laughs> commitment in, in the program. Your appearance here and what we're going to talk about today is really representative of what can happen over the long term in a slow and steady fashion. I think when I think of you, what I see is I've watched this young kid grow up into a family man. We'll talk about some of the changes that have happened but at no point I feel like you've ever pushed yourself over the limit or suffered a lot of the problems that I see when I look outside in the market. Like you don't strike me as the guy who's been burnt out, overloaded, confused about what to do, stressed out or any of these. You've basically avoided a lot of the drama that people have. I'd like to think some of the way that we've approached our discussions has helped you in some way. But at the same time, you've also over the years matured your business. You've gone from essentially a small information style thing to a, an in-person service to a, a comprehensive sort of membership. And then over time, you've gained some leverage in having team and stuff. So we'll sort of unpack some of that. But in short, you've gone from a kid <laughs> to, uh, you know, you're a dad now and you live in a house by the beach and you surf a lot. And I, I think that's absolutely awesome. For me, that gives me massive satisfaction to see that sort of growth unfold over the years. That's what I used to enjoy in the dealership with my young salespeople was to watch them get married and have kids and buy a house. And, and to be able to transplant that into this world is good. And we've just needed the benefit of time to see that unfold. So thank you for being a great example of what's possible. But let's talk about what you have been up to. Maybe we'll just start back at the very beginning. I think you saw me speak at an event and that would have been probably around 12 years ago, maybe sometime around then. And I think you are just at the sort of early stages of your information product. And I imagine we probably covered some of that last time. But since then, there's been a lot of things going on. Let's talk about some of those. Yeah, well, I originally started with a, as you said, like an information product business. And I originally, I thought I just want to be behind the scenes. I don't really want to put my face out there. But then yeah, fairly quickly, I learned that 
by being the face of the business and putting myself out there, you gain a lot more trust that way. And I quite enjoyed it once I started doing that with YouTube videos, with a podcast, which I think you um, suggested I start about 10 years ago. And I'm so glad I did. I'm not uh, 900 episodes in. I'm, I'm about, uh, what am I up to? Close, I'm a bit over 200 episodes now. But uh, in terms of starting that podcast, that was one of the best things that happened for the business. And as well as just you know, along the way, every month, uh, you know, I'd sort of pick up different things from our coaching and uh, I might not implement them straight away. It might be six months, it might be 12 months down the track. But when I did, I was ready for it and saw huge rewards from it. And over that time, I think as a business owner, I've matured. When I first started working with you, I had no idea. didn't even know how to register a business, I think, when we first started. But um, yeah, now I've got a, I'd say, a very steady, very strong business. And I mean, I opened my cupboard the other day and I found some notes and there was these 10 points that I wrote down about 10 years ago. And it was like, what I want my life to look like in the future. And one of those was living by the beach, earning a certain amount of income, being able to surf when it's good. And I look at my life now and pretty much all those things are, are ticked off. And a huge part of that is, is working with you. And I think you know, we're fairly similar in terms of the surfing and the lifestyle. And I think that's, that's why I resonated with your coaching and your style. It was the you know, the Gary Vaynerchuk, the grind, you know, putting all these long days, it just, it did not suit me. And when I was at uni, I did an entrepreneurship course and we had these small business owners come in. And the one thing I learned from that was that I don't want to be working 12 hour days, six days a week or seven days a week because they looked worn out. They looked tired. They didn't seem that happy. I'm like, that is not what I'm, I'm looking to achieve. You know, even if I make a lot of money that way, because that's not a lifestyle that I'm going for. I wonder how you ended up being so different to a lot of the young guys, you know, who at the age you were when we started working together, a lot of them are really on this search for significance. They're really trying to build themselves up in the eyes of society and manicure that, you know, all of the material things and go chasing that. I wonder, is it because you're a sports person, you have an athletic background, You've, you seem to have more discipline than uh, some people, but at the same time, you've also, you're very similar to me these days. I'm more focused on a slower build out than trying to be too fast. There's a lot of emphasis on speed. I don't think you need to be super fast so much as build for the long term. But I, I mean, of course, I've always talked about building for the long term, but why were you different than other young kids who just want to go chasing the bright, shiny objects? I honestly think it came down to surfing. And the reason I say that is because when I was 18, I started surfing and got hooked on it. And I just love that. I love that feeling of being in the ocean, being outside, being away from technology. And it's just the thing that I got hooked on. And then over the next couple of years, as I started to do it more, it was the thing that was at the forefront of my mind. And I'd be getting up at four o'clock in the morning to drive from Melbourne to get there for a dawn session. And that was the thing I was, I was chasing. And I, and I think over that time, as I, you know, I always wanted to run a business, I always wanted to have a successful full business. And that was certainly a a goal and yeah, I wanted to so I think early on you know, I wanted to make all this money and that sort of thing. But then I think over time I just thought, no, look, if I'm doing that but I'm not able to go when the forecast is saying it's good, then I don't I don't want it. So um I really think it was was that. And uh, as silly as it might sound, it's like I'm so glad I I went for that because now if I'm you know, look at the forecast for the week and you know I, I want to make sure my calendar's fairly clear and I can go when I, I want to go. But it's it's worked out really well in terms of family as well because I've got two young kids. I see them all the time during the week. I'm doing most of the pickups and drop-offs. And I didn't really, you know, I thought when I have kids, you know, that would be nice. But 
before you have kids, you don't really fully understand what it's like having them. Um, and I thought, okay, I, I hear people say like they'd like to hang out, spend time with their kids and all of that. And I'll take their word for it. But before kids, I thought you know, I didn't really know. But it's just worked out really well in terms of that time freedom that I've got now, now that I've got, um, got kids and especially in this early time of their life when they're under six. It's, um, I think it's an important time to be around them and I'm glad I'm able to do it because of, because of the business. You're so level-headed. I mean, this is exactly what I hoped for when I put together my program was to hopefully help someone get through a better version of living life than the way that I had to go through the, the corporate hell and grinding away at night. And you know, I often reflect back on that time. I, I really felt like that was pretty much what I had to do to get to where I'm at. But my goal was to make it a bit easier for people who come through the program and to help them avoid some of that. You are the first proper 10-year dedication of, of that panning out. There are others out there, of course, like Ezra and Ryan Levesque and so forth, who have benefited from a similar system. But the way you've applied it with a family focus is admirable. And just quietly, the last time I woke up at four something in the morning was to go surfing with you. You still like the early surf. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a crazy story. But, um, you know, you and I went and surfed at my now favourite place to surf, which is also you know, something you look forward to when you visit where I live here in Noosa. But part of the reason I live here was inspired by you, Brenton, because I remember you came up for a swim clinic here and you happened to be here at the same time as a cyclone. And I remember seeing footage you took with uh, your phone of people surfing very good waves past this um, iconic landmark here. And that was the first time I was aware of how good it could be in this place. Mm. And it just planted a seed. And I kept thinking about like my dream would be to be up here surfing those sort of waves. And it, it took a while to unfold, but it ended up happening. And then on the 1st of January, 2022, when I got my first cyclone swell and I got my first proper barrel and it was, it was like, you know, I really, I want to thank you for showing me this place and what it was capable of through your own eyes and your visit and then it was special when you came up to visit and we got to surf it together so hopefully there'll be plenty more of that i wanted to just understand what changes happened to your business you you had your information product you started a podcast you did some in-person stuff as well and then you started going broader afield from your local market and then you started getting leverage in terms of not having to do all the personal stuff yourself and then you did some repackaging of your membership. And at some point, you brought on a little bit of team. And I know all of this because obviously I've been involved in a lot of these uh, discussions and I've seen it evolve. But th do you just figure out, okay, I'm going to work on one thing at a time now? Or do you have some you know, five-year plan that you're ticking off boxes? Uh, I think earlier on, I probably had a, a longer-term plan. But these days, because the business is so consistent and yeah, it's, we've just you know, got into this, this habit of running things that are working and just continue to improve those and refine them. I don't need to look that far ahead. I'm more looking that far ahead in terms of you know, lifestyle and those sorts of things. But yeah, over, over the time, like I started clinics, uh, these in-person clinics, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. And they were sort of these bigger group clinics. And then I've refined them down to smaller group clinics. We charge a higher price, give more value and get a better result with people. And that's worked really well. And then I started to bring on a few more coaches to help run those. And I, it's a very small team that works with me on, on those because I wanted to keep the quality up. 
but I'm, I'm okay with that. I found it was stressful having, I had maybe six or seven coaches working for me at one point, but I didn't have the quality there that I liked. So I ended up bringing it small. And I, at, on weekends, I was stressed, had my phone on me waiting for a call, like, oh, the coach didn't arrive or something went wrong. And I thought, nah, this is not what I, you know, I, I want. So I just kept it to a much smaller team. And then we started running overseas camps, which we ran for about five years there before 2020. And yeah, they were really enjoyable. So just kept adding these different, I guess, products along the way and and things that I really wanted to do and things that, um, yeah, things that just tied in really well with my market there. And it's just been a very consistent run from there. And and in the background, the whole time, the membership was sort of running and it's, it's changed and evolved over that time. And it was probably 12 months ago, close to 12 months ago, where we shifted over to using 10X Pro from just a previous forum software that we were using. And it was like, in my head, it's a big thing, you know, shift the whole membership over and look, it certainly takes some time to transfer things across, but I'm very glad we did move across to 10X Pro. It's just, it runs really, really smoothly. And in that time, I just offered more value with our our membership. So like one of the things we do is a monthly call, people can send in their videos of them swimming and I'll analyze them on that call. So higher value with that. And um, they've got access to all of our courses and these sorts of things. And so I just, over time, I've sort of increased the prices. I've added a bit more value with what we've done. And just, I guess the revenue of the business has just steadily, steadily grown. And um, I'm not looking to go out there and just go really hard for three months and put out all these new products or courses or anything like that. It's just, I'm just looking for the consistent thing because um, that, I think it suits my personality. It suits what I'm willing to do in terms of workload. And it's worked really well so far. And I know some of the things like you've mentioned some things on calls, you know, 12, 18 months before I've actually implemented it. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a fast implementer, but um, yeah, I just, I do it when I'm ready. You know, that's more the phase I'm at these days. So you're not doing massive launches? No, 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 not at all. Do you have affiliates? No, no. Are you, you know, major into um, summits and joint ventures and those sort of things? Nah, not not interested in it. And what about um, are you doing massive amounts of paid traffic? Uh, no, the last probably four months, I've had a customer jump on board who's a runs paid ads, and he's he, I've started working with him, and he just contacted me, said uh, I think I can do something here, and that's worked out really well. But I don't have to, I'm not doing really anything <laughs> with that at all. Like he just he looks after it, make sure that it's that it's profitable. And that's it. Because I tried to run a few ads here and there myself. And occasionally I, I would do it before our clinics got a lot of word of mouth. But, um, you know, I just, it was frustrating. It's not my area of expertise. I did not want to be spending you know, an, even an hour a day doing that. So, yeah, only the paid ads that this customer of mine is, is doing, but I'm not spending any time on it. It's extraordinary just how much overlap we have in the way that we approach it. I mean, you surf, you seem calm, you've got a low pressure business. I know I talk about it. Some people have different goals and that's totally fine. I'm not going to get in the way of someone who wants to have a $10 million business or needs to have a big team or sophisticated business model. I can work with those, but I love the simplicity of your business. I know you did a fantastic interview with my fellow podcasting friend and previous co-host Tim Reed on Small Business Big Marketing, who also lives up here and I'm going to have a coffee with him this week. I saw that and I read it. I thought that is just a masterclass in business. I'm not sure what episode number that was, but that was a great opportunity. And I think he was attending some of your swimming classes. Yeah, I ended up doing some work with Timbo because he's, he's an avid swimmer. He loves to swim up where you live. And um, yeah, it all just sort of tied in really well. And you know, I listened to that podcast quite a bit as a business owner. And then it was really cool to sort of come full circle and be a guest on it. And I remember uh, 
like some of the things you've said along the, the way and some of the things I've got from other people on calls, like they just struck a chord. And one of those was, this was a couple of years ago, but you had a student who in a similar like a music uh, in the music industry and just talking about the consistency of uh, producing YouTube videos and mm-hmm. was saying, yeah, if you just do it week on, week out, and he was doing maybe two or three a week. But I just thought, okay, if I, um, for the next year, I'm just going to make a, a YouTube video, maybe two each week, and just see where that takes me. And over that time, the business just went, just exploded because that one thing that I, that I heard. And um, so there's been things like that uh, along the way where I've just, um, yeah, just picked it up and it's made a huge difference. Like there was, the original one was the podcast and it was consistency with the YouTube videos just some different ways on you know marketing to people so um yeah it's like it, it just remember we were writing uh press release headlines and stuff uh, yeah that's, that's right and i think a couple of times you've said please don't go into the swimming market you know too much about this when i'm just you know i'm just making up <laughs> pretend headlines and stuff but i always laugh you do something that's very clever it's rare i've only seen this a few times in the whole time i've been coaching but you have this great skill this technique and i think this could be applied to anyone who's getting coached on anything and you sometimes turn up to a group call and you might say listen i don't have i don't have a burning problem or challenge right now of course why would you because you've got such a low drama business model but you say i'm just curious james what have you seen that's working well for you know other people who you're coaching what things are you doing for your own business what are you seeing go well for other people and that's such a great question. It's like you're just tapping into the mothership. You're like R2-D2 just plugging into the, <laughs> the mainframe and just downloading the 80-20 or the 64-4. Of, but, and then I've seen you take some of those suggestions and just use it to mould your thinking processes. And, and because I know how it works, you probably go away and you surf on it a bit and at some point it floats to the top of your awareness of what you should be doing now and, and then you do it. So I think you're the best example I can think of of someone who's just gradually applied tactical things over a long period. You've got the right goals. Basically, you're a family first, low pressure business guy who's doing a substantial income, living a dream life and uh, serving your community very well. Now, interestingly, when you talk about social media, you've, you've talked about the YouTube success you've had. I've also seen some of your Facebook content go quite viral. You've struck a formula there. Back when we last spoke 10 years ago, we were talking about Own the Race Course. Do you still have some of those Own the Race Course elements? Has it changed much in a decade for you? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that's changed is I think social media has taken a, like that's where people go for, for everything mm. and probably less so your own website. But that said, we've obviously still got our own, own website. We still post those things on our website. But it's definitely people are checking Facebook or Instagram for it. So, but for me, um, that's, it's another thing where, like I'll make a, say a piece of content. It might go for five to 10 minutes and that'll be my piece of content for the week. And plus I'll do a, a podcast as well. But for that piece of content, I'll post the same thing on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, sometimes I'll get my team to splice it up and do something specific for that platform with that piece of content. But there's times where I'm just like, I can't be, I don't want to be just spending lots of time doing all these different things, you know, different pieces of content for different platforms. And so I'll just sort of post it out there. And sure, our Instagram growth might be less, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, this is what, um, this is still sustaining us. It's still getting you know, good interaction. It's still getting a lot of views. And sometimes it's like, you couldn't guess which platform it'll take off on. Sometimes it goes really well on Facebook, sometimes on Instagram. Yeah. But then the thing that comes from doing the content is you get all these opportunities coming your way. Like I've had Olympic swimmers, I've had professional triathletes, 
come to me um, you're asking for advice and to work with them and you get the podcasting opportunities. So like that one thing underlying is just being a publisher, just publishing content, being an expert and just being consistent with it. And I think that um, that honesty, like truth and honesty about maybe what they can expect from say building a business or swimming, like it's not going to happen overnight. And I think, you know, then you resonate with the right people and attract the right people. So the people who come to my clinics, for example, they they know exactly the things that I'm going to teach them about and they know the approach I'm going to take. And then it's just, it's a much better fit when they get there. They haven't been hard sold into, you know, come to this clinic and then it's different than what they're expecting. No, it's like, it's a really good fit. And then I, I enjoy working with those people because they already sort of know what you're teaching, what you're about. So in short, you're good at what you do and you have clear and honest marketing to attract people. You've got a fairly simple system for providing the value, either through the online experience or in some cases the in-person experience. You've got a nice blended business. You've got a consistent marketing approach and most of the things that you're doing are eventually leading people back to the point where they can purchase something from you. And it's working out great for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And again, one of those things you said a couple of years ago was like just the seeding. Like I'll teach quite a bit on my videos and then occasionally I'll mention a, a course where they can learn more about it or you know, learn this at our, at our clinics. And that's the kind of sales style I really like. And I think that's what attracted me to your coaching early on was at this event, you were the only speaker where you seemed genuine, where you weren't like where there just wasn't this hard sell and bonus this, bonus that. It's like, no, this is the only guy who seems honest on, on, uh, up on the stage there. And it's, uh, yeah, it's turned out to be the case. Like just, I don't, haven't heard much from the other guys who were speaking there 12 years ago. And uh, yeah, just that thread of honesty and, and being real has, um, yeah, it, it led me to here, which I'm very, very glad about. So how big is your team, Brenton? Uh, I'd say two and a half. I've got two full-time staff in the Philippines, a husband and wife team. And then I've got the husband's sister. She works on the weekends just doing support. So we're fairly quick getting back to people with the support. So very small team, but um, yeah, we sort of don't need any more than that. And um, yeah, they've been with me for probably four, what are we up to? Maybe four years now, three or four years. And um, yeah, just a great, great team. And yeah, found them out through, um, uh, well, through through a service that your wife offers. Through visionfind.com. Through visionfind, yeah. And, um, and that was great. So yeah, glad I sort of went through that process and um, yeah, been with us ever since. And they're, they're great. I met them in the Philippines in 20, well, when was it? Maybe 2019 it was now. But um, yeah, and that was one of the things you said is just go and meet them. It becomes a lot more real and um, I will eventually get back and see them again. But um, yeah, it's uh, like, and the question I know a lot of people have when they run a business like this is, you know, where do you find people? then how do you go about it? I know back in the day, people were treating them like they're not even humans, you know? It's just like, well, no, they're real people. They have family, they have these lives and they're just like us basically. And, um, but you're really the only person talking about it that way. They're not this just like service to be used. It's like- They're not cogs in a machine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's helped massively in having them stick around. I think for you and I, just that's really the major difference when you have a little team is you stop doing the, the things that would sort of, probably not ideally suited for you. Like you, you want to talk to people about swimming rather than edit your podcast, probably. Mm. I know I'd rather talk to you and then go and have a surf and then upload all my media than try and hack away at piecing together the audio, which I did for hundreds of episodes. I was too slow <laughs> for this. Like what was the tipping point for you to say, okay, I think I'm going to get a team because you started off as a micro solopreneur, like all of us. You had a little info product. 
and it was just you. Yeah. And then at some point you think, oh, I think it would be a good idea to just, uh, you know, put some of the revenue towards a team to support me in my next stage of growth. Yeah, it was the customer support tickets, the emails that I was getting. There was, I wouldn't get a, a heap. That's <laughs> what it was for me. Was it? Yeah. It was support. Like, I expect the absolute first thing I got outsourced was support. It was four, even four or five emails a day to me. It was like, it's too much. I'd take three or four days to get back to them and they'd still be sitting there. I'm like, oh, I just do not, don't like it. And then I see how many tickets we get these days and I'm like, I don't, do not want to know about it. Send me the ones that you can't answer and I'll, I'll get back to them. But yeah, to me, that's just, um, it's anxiety producing, looking at uh, the amount of tickets there. And, uh, and then just the, the, so one of the um, team members will do the customer support and then just all the backend stuff for our clinics and moving people around. It's like when people need to transfer clinics or they have to cancel, it's just like, yeah, I, I don't want to be dealing with that. And then the other team member, he does all the backend content stuff. So I'll make the video and send it off to him and then he'll post it and then the podcast and all of that. So it's like, yeah, just a, a team of two, really. And we added someone on the weekends because on one of the calls that we had, one of the people was saying, well, you know, what do we, what do we do here? Like Saturday, Sunday, I don't have anyone on. You said, well, if you just get someone on to do Saturday, Sundays, you'll get back to them within 12 hours usually. And then people are much happier. And then there's not that backlog on a Monday. So that's helped a lot just to keep the customer service up and be on top of things. And yeah, it seemed like a big thing at the start, but it's, it was, yeah. Once it's all set up, you look back and go, geez, that was easy. I know we take it for granted, but I, you know, I brought this from the industry I came from. I was in a seven day a week industry and just because it's a weekend doesn't mean people don't want to buy things. It's, it's funny, if you go down the main street here on a Sunday, the, everything will be shut. I'm like, that's the one day when people aren't at work and are trying to buy stuff and they're all shut. Um, so they all end up, of course, down at the point trying to surf with each other. But <laughs> the thing is, I've thought you can't really lose by out-servicing all of the market. Like If people can get it, a response to their request from your support team seven days a week, that's such a great way to invest some money as you're growing because support's what usually bogs you down. It's apart from mm. being a little bit repetitive and um, not the highest use of your time. It's where if you, if you don't support people properly, they probably won't buy from you. It's actually killing you more than you realize. And I actually know people teach this. They say, listen, before you go and spend big bucks on a program, ask the business a question and gauge them based on if they respond to you or not. And I think that's a fair Smart. test. That yeah. is a fair test. If they don't care enough about responding to you, you'd have to wonder what are they going to do when you come into the program. So I know you've overlaid all these fantastic values and you've never looked back. And the thing is I've watched your revenue increase each year. You're just gradually adding and adding and it has enabled a better lifestyle for you. I, I, I love seeing your um, pictures on Instagram and stuff of you know, how you've incorporated the balance between work and life and some people you know i've seen some of these big entrepreneurs they say there's no such thing as work-life balance it's an illusion you've got to be all in right you have to choose but i i contend that you can absolutely have it all you know the one thing you've said that i think resonates the deepest with me is you're spending your time with your kids there's no money that can put a price on that i can tell you as someone who's you know further down the track i've, I've had two rounds of kids now and missing out on that first round of, of that time is I can't go back and get it, but I made sure it was available the second time around. You, you fix what you can. And nobody listening to this or watching this should have to miss out on their kids if they apply themselves and they have a good product or service and they want some help. That, I'm strong about that. I feel that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. As, a, as you've said before, you don't know until you're a parent, Yeah, but it's when you have to be very leveraged with the things that you do. 
you're not doing that many things but you're doing them so well and you're getting other teams to help you that you've got a really great business and I think it's super encouraging. What's next for you, Brenton? When we have our next chat, and hopefully not 10 years away from now, (laughs) seriously, I would have probably sold my business and I'll just be full-time surfing in 10 years from now, probably. But (laughs) but let's let's just say, what, what do you sort of, apart from our Maldives trip coming up, and do you make sure you bring two boards, will you, this time? Uh, yeah, I I'm thinking three, <laughs> just to be safe. I don't want to be stuck there. How many did you bring last time? You brought? Did you bring one? I bought two, but snap one two. fairly early on. Snap one's fairly on, and you quite liked riding mine. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind borrowing your boards. Thanks for that. <laughs> for the rest of it. So aside from that trip, which I know I'm excited about too, what are you going to be doing in, in your business, if anything? Yeah, so... Same thing as we've always done, just keep that going, continue to grow the membership because that's the most scalable thing. And I'm excited about a couple of new courses and stuff that we've got coming up there. And to me, that's the thing that allows you to have the time to do what you choose to. You know, if you've got that recurring income, then you you can basically decide whether or not I run clinics or camps and those sorts of things. I'm looking at maybe setting up one or two camps this year. Maybe something around before our Maldives trip, actually. So mm-hmm. I'd be cool to run a, a swim camp over there. But then outside of that, there's sort of one or two products that I'm either helping develop or that I'm working with um, another company on. So yeah, just a few opportunities have come my way with things related to swimming, but in the sort of more product space. So yeah, just um, more of the same, plus um, one or two other things and just see how they pan out. So nothing... Um, you know, uh, world-breaking is super exciting or will require a heap of time or anything like that. But yeah, I just like being at home, running the business and choosing to do what I like with my time. And yeah, it's just been really fun. And it was only about a year ago that we moved to the beach. And as an 18-year-old, I said, that's where I want to be. And with family and work and all that stuff, you know, it it takes time to get there. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad with your help I managed to get there. And it's just funny how aligned I think we are with our paths. Yeah, and, and you're always helping me as well. I appreciate, I uh, never got to say thanks on the podcast yet because we haven't recorded an episode since, but you at one point introduced me to Nam Baldwin and I got so much from that episode. It was, um, he used an acronym to deal with difficulties that I've used over and over again in coaching with full credit to him and you introduced him to me. I think having him on the show probably also helped open up the pathway for others. I've, I've had my neighbor at the time, Lane Beachley, came on the show and that was... That's right. I heard that one. That was good. Super inspirational for me because of the massive success she's achieved in her career. I know she listens to this show as well, which is amazing. So a big shout out. And I also, I feel like it'd be interesting for someone listening to this, if you could sort of share with us, who is a good fit for what you do? Like if someone is actually a swimmer, where can they go and get information that could help them improve their swimming? Yeah. So my business is Effortless Swimming and the best place to find out what we do is at effortlesswimming.com. If you are a swimmer or a triathlete and you want to get fast, you want to get more efficient, then that's, that's who I primarily work with. Mix of men and, and women, but basically adults who are swimming once or twice or more a week and they just want to get, um, they want to get some help with it. And I think the approach that we take is like it just over the years, I've, I've tried to make it as simple as possible because there's just so, it's like business. There's so much to think about, so many different moving pieces, but in reality, it's really just a couple of key things that will make a difference going forwards for people. So I feel like we're good at condensing down the information into those big rocks that will actually make a difference for people, focusing on those and then having an approach that will help people actually make those changes to their stroke in the next you know, two, three, four months time. 
and actually just letting people know what to expect as well. It's like with running a business, like you're going to run into some, um, some things along the way. But if you've got a coach alongside you there, it's like they can direct you. So with swimming, it's not necessarily going to be faster straight away. It's not necessarily going to feel better straight away. But that sometimes comes with time when you're changing any sort of movements that you've gotten. The good thing about surfing, you know, it's like for me, that's kind of like my swimming for other people. Like I'm just learning how to surf better. And I can see a lot of correlation between that and learning these new movements and that sort of thing. So I quite enjoy that side of it too. So you can always sort of link it back to what you do. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, hopefully you'll pick up a few swimmers from this episode. Whatever you're doing with the swimming, it's obviously helping your fitness. When I go surfing with you, you never have to, you never say, oh, let's go in now. That usually happens when I go <laughs> surfing with someone. They're like, okay, I'm ready to go in, but not with Brenton. Brenton's the extended session guy. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. Thanks so much for coming back. I mean, what a journey, hey, for both of us, really. I mean, I've known you for a good chunk of my life, a good chunk of your life. I appreciate your friendship, your commitment to gradual improvement, your family focus. Uh, you're, you're really a benchmark of a good human, really. Um, this episode's been uh, something I've looked forward to for a while. We've had a few attempts to get you back, but the waves have obviously been running. So um, <laughs> this is episode uh, 925. There's some great tips there in case you want to highlight. I really feel like... Um, there's some valuable lessons. We'll put them into some show highlights, but I think some of the takeaways are have a simple business model, decide what your focus is going to be and ignore what everyone else thinks your goal should be. Have a good website platform, focus on the marketing channels that work well for you. Be realistic about what can be achieved. Keep your team fairly trimmed and don't overcomplicate it. And also get someone to help you along the way if you feel that that could be uh, probably, uh, Brenton, you would say that it's been nice having someone to chat to from time to time over the years. Oh, it's made such a difference. It's just helped me sort of correct, you know, steer the ship one or two degrees each time. Oh. And then that's sort of how I ended up here. There you go. And, and use Brenton's uh, special question for any kind of coaching scenario. You'll extract the good stuff. Uh, maximum value for minimum effort, total leverage. Love it. I'll catch you in the surf, Brenton. Thanks so much, James. Appreciate it. This is James Schramko. 